Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Talk Local. Today, we were joined by the renowned self-taught chef, self-confessed nerd, and punk rock aficionado Eric Bukrevsky of Franklin House. Uh, he has been the executive chef there for quite some time. He's been working there for about 11 years, and he is just an awesome guy to kind of get to know. Uh, the conversation lasts a little, roughly about an hour, um, and we talk about his favorite restaurants in NWY, which I think there were some sneaky ones on that list, um, the vibe of Franklin House, and uh, his background, especially when it comes to being self-taught. So uh, thanks for listening, and my conversations with Eric starts now. How much I love and hate Valpo. Uh. <laughs> but I think it is like there is that underground culture of just like things happening all the time, which is really nice. It's weird. Uh, I've lived in Valpo for, when was I, 20? So 13 years now. I lived downtown like the whole time for the most part. And then seeing that downtown change from like nothing but antique stores and resale shops to like, restaurants and bars and like kind of in the, in the park being built and all this alive scene coming out of it was different so it's what do you, is there any reason because we're going through something like that with crown point right now is crown? there something that like leads that i mean crown point has a lot of antique stores <laughs> <And> retail <laughs> shops that's what they do dude but i mean like it's cool having mm -hmm. like good retail and stuff like that it's just like once like antique stores like that they only have an X amount of like time span because eventually the people that are interested in that die, they're gone. Yeah. So once they're gone, we once you lose your customer base, you have this huge store that could be turned into a bunch of other cool stuff. So, and I like the idea of antique shops because I'm always like oh, yeah, fascinated, I, like going into them and checking well, them I, out. I love digging. Me <laughs> too. I just never leave there with anything. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I mean, like I said, Valpo did that and now it's, you know, I I like what they did by focusing on their downtown and turning it into like the bullseye of the town again, instead of just being that like annoying part you had to drive through and you couldn't turn on certain streets. Like right on. now it's like force people to learn it, like make them want to come there. <laughs> Does that courthouse do anything? Does it operate as anything? Because every time I walk by there, it feels like it's just hanging. There's trials out. and stuff, and like oh, still it's like the oh, court. Yeah. It's like a court. No way. Yeah, I had no I, idea because like the Crown Point courthouse that doesn't happen anymore. I had to go to like a small lawsuit that I wasn't involved in, but I got to sit there and watch a bunch of people like have the worst days of their life. And really? I, I just kind of watched, but <laughs> couldn't bring my phone in, but yeah. It's, well, would you, so you, you said that you've been in Velpo 13 years. What was before that? I uh, grew up in DeMott. Jeez, man. I grew up south of DeMott. What? Uh, That's even worse. In order to go to DeMott, I would have to ride my bike <laughs> like five miles just to get there. So by the time you get to <clears throat> DeMott, you're tired. So, so what'd you do in snow? Just hiked it. Uh, we had a snowmobile, so that was cool. But like, oh, that is cool. <laughs> like, but I don't know. We just, I, you know, if when I where I grew up, like I grew up in a subdivision, and everyone in that subdivision was like the same age until like my age, and then now there's like <laughs> nobody there. Yeah, now there's nobody there. But like, it was a cool <laughs> neighborhood to grow up in. But I love those like rural areas. Uh, for those kind of like, you, I guess for using your imagination. Oh yeah, like that's fun. But my, like at one point, I want media. 
So like my parents, like my dad worked all the time. My mom worked all the time, but like, and they were also like my mom does theater and like my dad has airplanes and all sorts of weird crap going on. Oh, that's but, cool. Like real airplanes? Yeah. He, uh, he flies recreationally and then he flips planes and he's a mad Macedonian scientist. No but, way. Yeah. Uh, but so they weren't, I mean, they were home, but like that left me to cook all the time, which just forced me to cook and which made me love it. So I guess, thank you. But <laughs> what was your first dish that you were like, this is fire. And then you made it all the time. That's a really good question. Cause I don't like make the same thing twice, almost ever. <laughs> like I don't write recipes down for anything. Uh, I really like my chili recipe <clears throat> and I like refuse to make it at work, which is funny, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't like I had a rule for years. It was like, we have no recipes. Like we we have to evolve. And then I was like, that's kind of stupid. We'll have some recipes, but like, (laughs) like there's just things that like, that you call off sick one day and the chef that has to step in is like, fuck this guy. He doesn't write any of this stuff down. This guy's an (laughs) asshole. Uh, no, it was the burger. I'm actually taking it off our menu. It was the first burger I ever made at Franklin house, but I made it at, a place I worked at in DeMott called Boundary Waters. It's our Guinness burger. And I made this Guinness glaze and it's been awesome, but I've just gotten over it and I'm just tired of making it now, <laughs> which is funny because it's like, oh, it's like that was my first one. And now I'm just like, I hate you. Get, get out of here. But just not creative anymore. And it feels like you're just checking just, boxes. Is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, I need to, <clears throat> I need to push it. I'm always trying to change things and push, like push people into eating different things. Like I, my rule is uh, it's not give the customer what they want. It's give them what they should have. And don't get me wrong. You can order whatever you want. That's not like yeah. there's a whole build around. But like the the menu is dictated by me. So why don't we force you to like try new things? That's why there's fruit. Like every burger I've ever done for like three years had some sort of fruit on it just to mess with people pretty much. <laughs> just to push their palates a little bit and <clears throat> see where they could go. And the Guinness burger to me was like... It's kind of one note to me now. It's fun. My mom actually like loves it now. Hmm. She was like, oh, I just had the Guinness burger. It's so good. And I was like, I'm taking it off the menu. Like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> What's in the Guinness glaze? Because I'm a huge Guinness is probably my favorite domestic, like not domestic beer, but the like, beer in that category. Uh, Guinness, honey, salt, mm. pepper, balsamic vinegar, and Worcestershire. No way. That's it. You that sounds it. like a, a good mixture of tang and and like looks like a like a sweetness and like a. It's super sweet. It's it tastes like Guinness, but like it's a glaze, which means you've got to like stick it to something. So you so we put it on grilled onions and the burger. Damn. But so it's like like the burger is like when you get it like sometimes there's like caramelization on it because there's honey pretty much poured over the top of it. Honey and Guinness. So. It's rad, Sounds but like, it's awesome. Those onions are incredible, but it's also really sticky and fucks the grill up real bad. So. <laughs> so, there's a little bit of trepidation before making it every time. Like, yeah. shit, I got to clean up everything after this. Every time I see that ticket come, I'm like, like <laughs> damn myself. You got to like, wash the scrapers and stuff. It's just, you know. What is, uh, like you talked about what people should have, right? And we're talking about modern food trends then that kind of puts us in that category. What are you kind of, I mean, creatively moving toward from a food perspective? I've, it's been pretty clear if anyone followed what I do. It's, I fell in love with ramen like five years ago and I started making it about two years ago. And then that's where I've been leaning towards. It's all 
mainly Japanese flavors that I like. I love like the way they incorporate like sweetness and savory into like everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of baffled me when I first like start, like not like sweet and sour and like things like that, but like actual like Japanese like food. When you when you have your first bowl of like real ramen, like good one, it ruins like everything for you because oh, yeah. you're, like you eat like you you see like the egg and stuff, and you're like, what is happening? What is like? You see how everything is made. That's kind of the direction I'm going because, I mean, we're we're pretty known for our ramen now. Like when we do it, like people kind of lose it <laughs> like we will announce it usually day day before day of and then we'll sell out of it in about three to four hours no way man so it's like 50 <clears throat> 50 portions that's what i love about your guys's place in particular is that like it's this very underground mentality but you guys are pushing the limits from a like the craft beer menu you guys have is second we, to none that's i think that's 100 percent sean ewing our gm he is like killer man he has like turned that that beer list into like his baby and i used to follow it like crazy i knew every beer we had going Mm -hmm. on i tasted everything now i'm just like jaded to it but like i still love it and he'll point me in the direction he'll tell me when he's like you need to this is what you need to drink i'm like oh okay and he knows his shit now you know what should really happen man because i work we we do a lot of stuff with breweries Mm -hmm. and i would love to see like people like like sean or people like the the stacks list is great too between us and stacks within a block you have everything that you want you can literally not go wrong right right (laughs) those two places just lead the charge from like uh the the like the bar like movement of like holding craft beers in this area i could even think of a second dachshund Dyer does a pretty good job of it too. Yeah. They have like sixty taps or yeah, whatever. That's crazy. That's insane. So they do a good job of it. But like, I would love to hear the perspective of like Sean and those guys that like talking to local breweries about what they would want because I think that's an important component. I don't. I don't ever want the breweries to give a shit about what the anyone else. I want them to do what they do. Like I want the artists to make art. That's like always like my thing. The local breweries, I mean, if if the people love it, they're going to buy it. Yeah. And, I mean, like, we do really well with 18th Street. They're, like, we're super close. And we made a beer with them. Like, it was really awesome. Like, And they're great thing. people over and there. That's, and that was cool. That's, like, them listening to what we wanted. But they also, like, you know, they had their input on it as well and stuff. So it's right. a little different. Well, uh, you, you know, like, are you a big craft beer guy then? Yeah. So then you know that, like, these trends kind of happen probably cyclically every two years. Yeah. We're, like, the, the one, craze, the one the... we're out of the haze craze. Or we're coming out of it now, I think. Yeah. Eh, I'll take the haze craze like, as long as I can do it. I don't really? Care. Oh, I love dude, it. Dude, the heartburn I get from it is the reason it's I'm, worth like, it. out. Dude, I, have you drank hard, sours? But, like, that's... <laughs> I love sours. Same thing, man. I could have, like, I could have, like, that much before I'm, like, dude, I'm just, like, eating Tums like they're... Yeah. Pills. It's worth it. <laughs> you know, a little pain. You gotta go. People have sure. been eating hot chicken wings for you know decades now, and no one bats an eye at that. But sours kill me, dude. Yeah. So, I, like, the nice thing about it is that, like, for like windmill, they just got done coming. Like, they kind of were on the forefront locally of that craze, yeah. right? And I think Devil's Trumpets on like the forefront of the next one. Have you seen the the green beer? Do you have a beer that pours like? Straight up green. Who? It's, uh, Devil's, uh, Devil's Trumpet. I can't remember. It's oh, it's Astro- got to be one of the astronaut dreams. Yeah, it's one of them. I poured it. I thought it was Ecto Cooler. It's so delicious. It's a soda pop IPA. It's yeah. 
ridiculous. That's the new good. trend, dude. It's, That's coming. It's juice. Yeah. I like literally was like, someone's like, what is that? I'm like, Ecto Cooler. It's fine. Like, just drink it. Just like, drink it. And it's, it's 8%. Yeah, it's it's super good. I'm like obsessed. Like, I see Chris Beerson from there all the time. And I was like, the first time I saw him, I was like, what What did you do? What yeah. is this? Yeah. We, we, we've been talking to them quite a bit about helping them with comes getting the word out of that. Because that beer is so good. That beer is rad it's crazy they have that tangerine dreams that yeah. just released this weekend and they're like almost out of it already yeah. and like the uh they've got this pina colada one coming out in a couple weeks stupid dude i love <clears throat> i love seeing our local breweries like make something that makes everyone freak out then that's and, like that's gonna be we're it. really lucky where we are and like doing mm-hmm. like in just like the 209 area you've got 18th street floyd's devil's trumpet burnham uh, the windmill, stuff. windmill, like when I, windmill is like one of my favorite breweries because it's like you can tell the thought process that went behind it because like they use gummy bears and like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so I'm just like I love you guys just for <laughs> just for being you like I love anyone that does it like the dumb way same thing with Burnham <laughs> oh Burnham love- has been your local stoner brewery since the get go the like- get go yeah. And you know what I feel like? Maybe it's because I'm like so far out. Because like Michigan City is a haul, especially when you're oh, drinking, yeah. you know. But um, it's on the, the other end of Michigan City. That oh is. yeah, it's on the fucking tip, dude. Yeah. And there was one point where it's like every beer they came out with was like crazier than the last. Oh, yeah. And I feel like they've chilled out a little bit on that because there was a time where it was like cucumbers, corn. Oh, yeah. it they was, still do it. Do you remember the first <laughs> time you had coconuts? Um, I'm trying to think of where I was. I might have been at the at the brewery. That beer like cracked my brain open i had no idea how to feel i just knew i loved it <laughs> like because it was something i never thought about in the i was like a baby coming into it so like <laughs> i was a newborn no i didn't know shit but that was wild like and that was one of your first like dives in the craft beer that got you and i mean i've been up. drinking craft beer for a while that was i was always like i always said uh i drank too hearted for like years which too hard it is. I call it the Honda Accord of IPAs. It's like <laughs> for it's not, sure. It's not flashy, but it really gets you where you're going always, oh, always. <laughs> so and faster than you think. Yeah, it's super reliable. It's great. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's not. It's not. It's not the Lamborghini. It's not the. I'm. Uh, <clears throat> so then I started getting a little wilder and wackier with what I was drinking, and then I just wanted everyone to. I wanted them to give me their best. I wanted people to be like, you should try this because this is what we love. Hell yeah. I uh, had made the mistake of having Bell's Too Hearted at my wedding. And it wasn't I've been a to mis- a few weddings. It wasn't a mistake. <laughs> like but it was like, I myself was like so drunk by the end of it. Like, because you know, you're, it's like there's a little bit of a nervous drink to that whole oh, day yeah. anyway. Just pounding them, dude. Next thing you know, I'm like, I'm like barely standing. It's 7% and you don't realize how much is in a keg. And Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 15 and a half gallons. That's Killer. a lot of beer. Oh, yeah, man. And so is there, we're talking about brewery stuff. Is there any food places you love? That, that, uh, that you right there. Provecho's that place is killer, man. Rad. I just got into an argument with my friends at the Bears game yesterday about Provecho. That, they, <clears> I went there with like, nine of my family members like my whole macedonian like family they handled it like it was nothing like on a the busiest saturday i've ever seen and just not a problem and blew everyone's minds oh was, yeah dude. the food is just incredible it's rad and it's it, like top five restaurants in like northwest indiana for me for sure who are the other four uh it's a real rough question uh i love 18th street yeah, underrated. I, like, I love Three Floyds. Like uh, Pat and then Scout left there, but they were like 
they were the ones in the area that you were mm-hmm. like, watch what they're doing because they're chef driven and like they'll do what they want. They're the ones treating it like an art form. Yeah. And Pat, Pat brought a uh, wing to our wing fest that was a blueberry something. And oh, yeah. it was just like, dude, you're like eating this. You're getting this blueberry note like that's heavy. But then there's like this real kick behind it. It's like, dude, that's what makes them great. Yeah. Every time I go there, I'm like, dude, what do I even want on this menu? I'm like, the, I'll let the waitress just pick. I, uh, <clears throat> Every year, I don't know if we're doing it this year, but we do the County Lane Orchard does their uh, the chef's table or whatever event. And uh, I have a very vivid memory of Scout walking in, who's now at Sage. Yeah. And he uh, his pan is rip-roaring hot, and they had shiitakes that were pickled in fish sauce. What is which, a shiitake? A shiitake mushroom. So like, oh, okay. So like... And you fish chefs so- love your mushrooms. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I like... <laughs> it's a big thing, I will dude. die in them. That'd be great. Uh <laughs> The but like fish sauce is like the most vile smelling thing on earth. Like <clears throat> I always like anytime I get like a new cook, I just open the fish sauce and like smell smell. But like he threw these at this rip roaring hot pan and the smell was incredible and it filled this whole kitchen and I like I will never forget this moment and it made me start cooking things a different way. Really? Like that's how like you know, like we learn <clears throat> from each other, like you're going to take cues from everyone else. You're going to learn that, see how they did it, change it your own way. And that was something that like stuck with me. And like every time I make ramen, there's like pickled shiitakes on it. Like every time. Crazy. It's just, now it's just like a nat- second nature to me. Wait, okay, okay, real quick. What was it? it? 18th Street. Yep, you Floyd's, said Floyd's. You said Provecho. Provecho. I say, I love Sage and Valpo. That's like my spot. Okay. Like, I had a salmon there before and it was really good, but I feel like salmon's not something you order when you're trying to get crazy at a restaurant. Uh, I mean, it <clears throat> depends on the salmon. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I can narrow it down to five. Sage is like my spot because I live like upstairs pretty it much too. Little, okay. But that like, I do love them. So, uh, Chef Joe and then uh, Scout. They're yeah. just awesome. We featured Scout on one of our uh, What's the Dishes and he yeah. was awesome. Yeah, he's cool as shit. Uh, I love Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're awesome. And Darren kills it there. I love Albano's and Valpo. We that, love, we're big Nick Albano guys. That is, that pasta is to die for. Uh, and then right next door to Albano's Mediterranean is, I, I always say it's like the gift to Valpo. <laughs> like that food is like, to me, it's like unbelievably special that that's there. Really? Yeah. I, I don't think I've eaten there yet. There's like I this check it out, dude. carrot salad. Mm. I don't even, it's got golden raisins. It's just in, like every single thing I've had from there. I just like, I'm so happy after I eat it. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the place I go to when I'm like having a bad day. I just like I'll get some you know whatever food in me whatever Turkish Mediterranean <laughs> whatever they're cooking it's great what is what defines Turkish and Mediterranean because I don't really know uh, I mean so it's uh, you know like hummus and baba ganoush and you know grape leaves and those things and what's lab, baba ganoush uh, eggplant roasted there's this no crazy way. smoky and it's so good really <laughs> it's, it's so good where do you see food going uh, the very Asian flavor based. Yeah. Based. So like <clears throat> the Chinese middle class is the most powerful buying force ever in history. And if you didn't notice like Vegas in the past 10 years has turned like a lot of Asian flavors going on there, a lot of Asian things going on there, you're going to see that across the country. It's going to be awesome. Really? <laughs> Hell yeah. It's going to be great. Damn. So, like, where was gastropubs in that kind of like movement? Is that is that behind us now? No, I mean, 
there, uh, people are going to want to drink and eat good things forever. Like that's ingrained. And so like the gastro pub to me is just like, it's just a bar that does food, cooler stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's a restaurant that you can swear at. Like it's, (laughs) it's a little less formal. That's why I like it. What would you consider Franklin house? A bar. Like I, (laughs) I like straight up, like whatever I have to tell people to come there. I'm like, first and foremost, it's a bar now. Like, and then I move on like, it's going to, things can happen. It can get rowdy, but it's also like the place where you go to have fun. Like the Franklin house is for everyone. And it is the most fun place on earth to me. Like, I don't know how it turned into Disney world for me, but it did like crazy. It's Disney world for drunks. It's great. And and like the personality of it's really interesting because you guys really don't give a shit. Essentially. We do. I always say it's fair. (laughs) It's unbelievably fair. Some people don't like fair. Some people like, some people like to be able to like do whatever they want and piss off everyone else. We don't like that. We like what's fair for everyone. So it's cool. Because there was uh, when, we, when you guys won the best burger and we posted that video, which fucking had so many more views than we had expected. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but there was a couple people on there that was like, this guy's such a dick. And it's yeah. hilarious, dude. Yeah, it's, we don't care. We don't, <laughs> I mean, we have uh, our cartoon mascot, which is one of our bartenders, Sean Hansel, big giant beard. He's, we turned <clears> him into Mario and a bunch of other things. Oh, like, I saw that. Yeah, he's like our cartoon mascot tell you to go fuck yourself if you're being a dick some people don't like that but i, I always say act like an asshole get treated like an asshole that's 100 fair 100 <laughs> like, yeah. and it's refreshing to hear that because there's so many places that just kind of eat shit all the time from people i mean we we we'll, we eat our fair share of shit it's okay but like just it you don't get to like you don't get to free reign to you just be that dickhead you don't like <laughs> Yeah. And we don't either. Like, we're not just walking around, like, telling people how it is. But sometimes people got to be put in place and they don't like that. No, (laughs) no. That's the hardest part when it comes to, like, what we do, too, is, like, the just restraint. Because there's so many times where people, just no matter what you do, like, no matter what how great your intentions were, it's like, they just can't wait to shit on it. You are not going to please everyone, nor should you. So like I always say, I don't like, I don't try to please everyone. I just try to do what I do. But like, if you try to please everyone, no one's going to love what you do. You might get everyone to like what you do. No one's going to love. Well, that's one of the things that perspective that I was like really interested to having you on too. We, when we were talking off the air of that, uh, from that, from that Franklin house video we did when you guys won the best burger, it was like, that was so refreshing to hear because there's so many people, because you get caught up in it, man. You get caught up in trying to like appease people. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like, just worry about yourself. And then things will fall into place, even though not everybody's going to like it. I don't care if anyone likes the food that I put out. If I like it, that's rad. And I do love when people, like if they come back and give me feedback, that's awesome. I love it. I, I, but I appreciate the bad feedback. Yo guys, uh, <laughs> I even appreciate like liter- like the bad feedback. If someone gives me an honesty back, I'm great. But I'm not like striving for it. I'm just I'm there to make food and have fun. And like <laughs> I love I love making food, so it's gonna be a, you know what I do. How much does music play into what you do? Because I feel like absolute you're you're really ton. into it. Uh, about five years ago, they let me start booking bands, and I kind of just bulldogged into that. And then I don't handle any of like the like so Sean Ewing handles the uh like you know bar bands cover bands uh 
DJs, things like that. I do my own thing. So I just book like eight, probably like eight to 10 shows a year. And I do it like, like a show. I throw it like a concert. So I book multiple bands, mostly locals. And then I'll bring some beefy things in that shouldn't be there. So Gotcha. How was the maps and Atlas show? It was incredible. Damn it, dude. I ended up going to see Joker that night with a friend. I got so drunk. You know, like I went in there and I fell asleep, you know, Joker's in the theater, like 18 times a day. (laughs) <laughs> and Matt's and Atlas is in Franklin House once. What? So. I know. I've totally fucked up, dude. Because I love that band, man. Like I said, The Ongoing Horrible is one of my favorite songs. That was... Maybe ever. We, one of them. We took one of the big tables out, like right out front, and got rid of a bunch of bar stools, so we opened up a ton of space. It was packed in there, and I loved it. I don't know. I was pretty drunk, but <laughs> I was having a great time. So how, when, you, when it comes to setting like an original music scene... Because I think that's one thing you guys don't get enough credit for, which is really great. That like you guys go out there, you book original bands, and I commend you for that because that's not easy to do in a, in a market where people don't want exactly beg for that, yeah. right? And so we live in a world where it's cover band city. Um, how much, how long did it take for like the crowd to kind of buy into what you were doing? Because I feel like there's a little bit of a growing process with that and educating the crowd. I've had shows that were incredible from the get go. Uh, and then I've had ones that were duds that, you know, no one came out for. It just became a learning curve of, like, when to do it, what bands to do it with. And then, you know, it, I don't know. It just, it, if you do it too much, you're going to kill the crowd there. So we have this balance of, you know, the bar bands, the bar scene, and as well as being the original music thing. We don't want to scare any of them away. We want them all to mesh, kind of. So we do it every now and then, kind of warn people when we're doing it. So what's yeah. the frequency? Like once a month? Yeah. Once every couple months? Yeah, it depends. That's crazy. I'm like, I don't have any <clears throat> shows booked for a little bit right now. I think the next one I have is like February 7th. But Oh, no shit. Yeah, so like, which is nice because I had a bunch right in a row and I got really tired. <laughs> you just got to be there a lot, so. We're really ramping up for that uh, Thanksgiving week. We've got three, two events right now, and we're thinking about a third. We, yeah, it's fine. We're, <laughs> it's Black Wednesday, and like, yeah, you'll just, be fine there. I, like, you do anything special for Black Wednesday? Holding on, I don't know. Like, <laughs> strap it in. It's, it's like, what do you do? It's, it's busy. There's a DJ. Don't worry about it. Like, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing ramen that day. I know that, but <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. We're doing ramen every Wednesday starting in November, which is oh, that's cool. Like we've never done it on a set schedule, so what kind of what kind of like cuisine can you expect for the next couple of months? That's kind of going to be taken over. I mean, you said ramen. Anything else? Any, is it all pretty much? Comfort I always food? do taco specials right now. I used to do a burger of the week, like almost every week, and then I did like a hundred and twenty unique burgers, and I got really tired of making burgers, <laughs> which is great. Like we'll keep making our burgers and stuff, but like one hundred twenty, it's crazy. it was like one hundred twenty unique plus the ones that like repeated in there and stuff. Like Holy I shit. we went and counted like all of them and. It was a lot. And that was over the course of like two two to three years. And everyone's like, well, why don't you come up with more? It's like, well, the, you know, like Strax only carries so many things that you can get. guys. <laughs> and like, I used to do supermarket sweep for it. I would just go in with zero plan and just like, do, 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 and like start buying stuff. But That's awesome. Yeah. Eventually you're just like in, you know, January, you're hitting a little bit of a dry spell for produce. So <laughs> It's like, well, I can put all the crap that grows year round that we don't want, and I want fruit and weird shiny things, and and that's what's crazy, man. Because I'm not a fruit guy. You should be. I should be, and I don't, I don't eat it very often. 
And so it's awesome to kind of be forced to do it. Yeah. I'm, I have a burger on the menu called the pineapple express. Uh, it's, you know, I, it was one of the first kind of burgers we did that way and we kept doing it and refining it and just got good enough that we were like, well, let's put it on the menu. Uh, the new menu I'm putting a burger on called the strawberry beret, which I've done a million times, but it's just the strawberry coolie and goat cheese and dude and bacon. And it's, it's just a way to sweeten up the burger and, the, and strawberry and meat go really well together. It's just really it doesn't ever really like you see it in charcuterie sometimes, but not my, uh, my buddy Scott makes fun of me from time to time. He just calls my burger charcuterie burgers because <laughs> that's kind of what I do. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But well, the first time I had my mind blown by like a uh, burger was 18th street and it's embarrassing to say, but up until about two years ago, I've never had egg on a burger. And I was just like, what was I thinking? It's it's wonderful. It's eggs, the most amazing like, thing on the planet. Eggs are like the best thing, like, to me, period. Like, that's like the uh, the first, like, big cookbook I read was, uh, I think it was the French Laundry Cookbook, Thomas Keller, or Ad Hoc at Home. He's got two that I had. And, uh, like, the whole first chapter is about eggs. And it's, like, deep. Like, really? <laughs> and I was like, and then cool. I started, like, I cook eggs like 18 different ways for different burgers. Like it's just, what did it say when it comes to eggs? There's different, the, all the different ways that he cooks it and prepares it. There's like different, like he, he talks about like, like why he does everything and like how, like that was like, I was 21 when I got this book. So I was, you know, I, I have zero culinary background. So like if I learn, I just absorb everything around me. So I didn't go to culinary school or anything. Which is sometimes the greatest way to get an education. I, I started dishwashing. That was my first. And then I just went. That's that's the best way to learn. Uh, a buddy of mine was like, I think I'm going to culinary school. And Scout actually was like, here's a better idea. Just go to Chicago. Save yourself 10 grand. Just go get a shitty apartment. And then, then figure it out. And start working <laughs> in kitchens. He's like, come back in 10 years. Some of the worst production people we find are people with like educations. Like with college educated, it sucks because like you're really looking for people who are like, it takes away the ambition. You need drive. You need drive, dude. Yeah. I, you can't just lock yourself into yeah. a room and be told what a professor, like a professor's telling you how to like figure it out. When it's like sometimes you just need to lock yourself in a room and try and fail. Yeah. Failing and, is actually a big part of living. It is. Like living and learning, <laughs> failing is like way up on that list. Like you got to fuck up a bunch. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, with our ramen broth, we did probably 10 batches before we served one. I just threw it away. Like, it wasn't good enough, all right? Like, I screwed it up. Like, I had to learn. Like, it had to be good enough to get out there. I'm not just selling you garbage. Like, Yeah, hell yeah, man. So that's part of learning. It's like failing and then overcoming that failure to, like, make sure that you're successful outside of that failure. Don't, and a lot of people don't want to do that. Don't be afraid to fail. <laughs> But don't set yourself up to fail. Does that make sense? You're going to need to explain it because I think I understand what you're saying, but I think if you explain it further, it'd so be awesome. Don't be afraid to fail, but if if you plan it out accordingly, if you put your pieces in place, the odds of you failing are lower. So that's like, that's chef shit. Like mise en place, like get your shit together. Like mise en place is like all your organization, your, your things in place. I always say mise en place is French for get your shit together. Like make sure you're organized. Like... <laughs> And so if you do that, you won't 
you shouldn't fail, but you could. <laughs> we were thinking, um, <clears throat> you were talking about cookbooks earlier, dude. And like one of those things that we've been dying to do is I would love to like make a cookbook that's very locally driven. I, I people all the time, like you should write a cookbook. Like why <laughs> you've got a hundred burgers. They aren't all winners guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's that failure stuff, dude. Yeah. Well, here's mm. one that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> we should have a section that's of all the su- the worst burgers you ever made. I could, I could tell you right off the bat. I already know three of them. So what are those? I made a burger. It's not. It's, some people loved it, and I did it because I did it. Uh, do you remember the Diggity? They were a big local band. I remember No Diggity from Black Street. Oh well, yeah. Uh, so they did a bunch of events with Forefathers, and they'd release the beer with them called true north and it was uh plantains and nutella no shit so i made a burger with bananas foster and nutella and bacon spread it wasn't bad but like it was wackadoo like (laughs) shouldn't have been made and i i had a friend of mine who like was obsessed and he like wouldn't stop telling me and he's actually like decent cook and like (laughs) like doing things and i was just you know Sometimes you just sometimes it fails, but I wasn't gonna not make a burger with Nutella on Hell it. No. <laughs> is there is there a process you go through to test your food when you're trying it for the first time? Do you just like do you, do you like you should like give somebody like Sean, yeah. Yeah, just, just make like, people taste it and see what they think. And if it's like an overwhelmingly like thumbs down, you're just like fuck it. it depends. Back to the drawing board. It depends because a lot of uh, any sandwich or dish, it's the sum of all of its ingredients. So something it's or some things can be subtractions some things can be additions so like certain things you can add in for bitterness and you know things like that so something i'm working on could be 10 steps before it hits the plate so damn i'm always i mean i haven't been so uh i haven't really been venturing out as of late we got pretty busy the Winning that burger contest made us a little busier than I wanted to be. Really? <laughs> so you did feel you did feel something oh, out of that? Absolutely. Cool, man. Because like you just never know. I could tell the people that had never been there before. <laughs> like they walk in and be like, "Oh, hello." Like, which is funny to me because I'm a, I love making people that don't want to be at the Franklin House go to the Franklin House. Yeah, well, it's definitely a different vibe than what people are used to nowadays. If you, it's like four different bars throughout the day. You go there at 11 a.m., there's, you know, dudes getting off work from somewhere else. Then it just, you know, like the crowd changes throughout the day. But like my favorite part is, you know, like seeing some 40-year-old dude at the bar, like at, like covered in, you know, whatever he was working in. And then like some 21-year-old like rocking up next to them. Like that makes me happy. Like <laughs> you should be talking to each other. You should learn each other's lives. Like Hell yeah, man. That's, and that's a great education in itself. It places weird. It is weird. I I, when I used to go back there, so I went there when I was in college, when I was at Purdue North Central, and that was always just like was wait how long ago was this? Two thousand twelve. Okay, so there was. Okay, so when I started going there, there was carpet in the back room, (laughs) and I started bouncing there pretty like I was like twenty two when I started bouncing. I used to have to sweep carpet and then vacuum. Horrible. It's a smoking bar, so like cigarette butts, man, and. You'd sweep carpet and then vacuum it, and it was just awful. There were church pews, and it was rad. That's when it was there for me. Yeah, and then it changed, and then it's changed so many times since then. Oh, yeah. Well, when did your your management take over, like the people who are in place now, like yourself and Sean? Uh, Sean's been there 
Sean was the GM. Sean's been there for I don't know, 15 years or something. Oh, really? I don't know. Something like that. <clears throat> He's been the GM for 10, 11, 12. I don't know. Something like that. Um, and then it was, I want to say, eight, or this will be the ninth, ninth anniversary of Matt Arnoder taking over. And... Damn. It's been awesome. <laughs> yeah. And when he came over, he was, just, was he just like, yeah, just do what you guys do? Uh, I will tell you the week that he took over, we had like nothing to sell. I had like chicken tenders and tater tots and like <laughs> that was it. And then that first day, <clears throat> like he, he bought it and we put, we had a marquee sign out front and we put under new ownership on it and then we were packed and we had like no booze to sell, but like it was just filled with people and it was awesome. There was this excitement and the next day, there was trucks showing up, delivering a ton of stuff. And ever since then, it's just been like, we do things the smart way. So. Badass. Yeah. I don't know. It's. Is it the oldest bar? In Valparaiso, for yeah. sure. I think, so from what I've been told, there's three or there's two older ones. So it's Knickerbocker and in Lafayette. Oh, okay. So I know the Knickerbocker. <clears throat> I've been real drunk there. And then I'm. So assuming it's a place in Vincennes is what so you're talking in the state of Indiana. It's yeah. in the top three. Yeah. That's crazy. Three to five. So for there. sure. And Northwest Indiana. And that's Indiana. still operating. Wow. So. Is it um, haunted? People have told me it's haunted. I've literally slept like in a booth there. Like had to be there in the morning, like waiting for someone to work on something. I like falling asleep in a booth. I slept like a baby. It was fine. <laughs> if it's haunted, they're nice ghosts. It's fine. We get the ghost tours that come around. Like the local ones, and they're like the haunted pub crawl. And Tis the season for that, too. Yeah, and then they're just like, "Can we go in the basement?" I'm like, "Nah, it's just weird down there. Like, I don't want you down there. <laughs> like, you're gonna break something." Well, it's like so much space in there, dude. What's above it? There's apartments. And oh, is it? So yeah. people live there? Yeah, that's got to be fucking miserable. And like your Saturday night original band <laughs> nights, dude. The one dude's been there for years at this point, and then really yeah, they come and go, but. Most of the people that live up there are going to be the people that are like sitting at the bar until three in the morning. So they're not the crowd that wakes up to go to work at 5 a.m. <laughs> like if they do one of the do the <clears throat> one, like the northeast corner of the bar, which is above our dry storage room, that apartment's not so bad because it's like the quietest. But even then, like you'll hear a cooler door slam like until three in the morning. Like shit, dude. It's like right up, like his bed's right above that cooler door. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to be a part masochist to really appreciate yeah, that. It's fine. There's people outside until like three thirty in the morning oh, yeah. in the summer. So how much shenanigans goes on outside that place? Cause I feel like that's where, I mean, that's where the trouble probably is the most. Right. I mean, mm. I've seen plenty of things and like, <laughs> you know, like it's a bar. So rowdy things happen, but you know, Mostly, it's always people trying to bone in places they're not supposed to bone. So, <laughs> we're right above Zombie Club, so uh, we've heard yeah. a million stories about that that uh, the boning where they're not supposed to bone yeah. stories, and, and people have like shattered fucking toilets. <laughs> the whole I, thing, dude. I have uh, gotten a spray bottle with water and sprayed people that were having sex in the bathroom. Like, <laughs> like a girl come up, you're like, "There's people," and you're like, "Get the." It's not like. It happens all the time, but like you've got to like people do dumb things. So. How many kids is Franklin House responsible for? Uh, <laughs> a lot, I'm assuming. <laughs> and I actually jokingly uh, sent 
a thing for condoms to our owner and was like, yo, we should get Franklin House condoms. And he, he like walked by me the other day. He's like, they're coming. I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, we could just tell the bouncers to hand them out at the end of the night and then it'll be great. Hell yeah. Safe sex, dude. Yeah, you save your customers too. Yeah. You don't want them getting pregnant. That's No, no. And how many are getting like, and that's things like not only is it in the bathroom, but how many are in the parking lot? It's got to be like just a whole thing. I mean. Because your bar Tuesday night. We don't dude. own the parking lot. The parking lot is owned by the city. Uh, <laughs> so, what are, that's their problem. The town know. of like city of Velpo condoms next. Yeah, they should. I don't know. <laughs> you can't. You can't stop everyone from do, like. That's the the issue. You like you can't police people all the time. And we're a bar. We really shouldn't police them all the time. No, we're, no. The bar is the place to let go. Yeah, you're just as long as you're not up. like destroying things and getting too fucked up. Like that's that's our job. Like. Have fun in a safe-ish space. <laughs> I usually ask uh, the guests of people who, who come on to tell me, what are three things that people should know about you that you think they should know about? Oh, God. I don't care if anyone knows anything about me, but... Uh, you got you to gotta say something. What do, I'm forcing Three you. things they should know. Yeah. Uh, like what, what, are you, what are people that you want them to know about you? What do I want them to know? What yeah. Can... <laughs> yeah. What are some I don't want you to know anything about me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I make, I don't know. I've been at the Franklin house for eight years. I've been the chef there for eight years. Uh, I really like making food. I don't know. Like I genuinely like love making food. I also genuinely don't care what you want. So like, <laughs> <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I'll make it when it comes up on the ticket. I have to, but like, I don't care. That's okay. Uh, I'm a huge nerd. So like, yeah. Like what kind of nerd are you talking about? Video games. And, okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I do. It's like there's pop culture games. You're out. You're like, you're way past that. You're just like in that underbelly. Cause there's oh, people yeah, I, I like, know that like, like I remember when we got a, I remember when we got an, NES, I was real little. And then I really remember when we got the Super Nintendo. And then I really remember when I got my N64. Like, <laughs> I still have them all, so. Oh, nice. Yeah. Super, super nerd that way. Uh, what should they know about me? Yeah, so just to let you know, this is the part that we're going to play over the top of oh, your, yeah. your preview video. So. Yeah, what should they know about me? Nothing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I make ramen. That's, that's the thing that people want to know at this point. <laughs> just, when's ramen? When's ramen? When's ramen? I don't know. I, I, I like make. Uh, now I told people it's every... Wednesday in November at least. So yeah, well this will this will come out November what? What date will this come out, Kyle? It's a week from Wednesday. So is it the third? Is it the third? This the one first, will come the, out. The, the, yeah, so it'll be the first ramen day. Yeah. So they'll already six. they'll already Perfect. know. Perfect. This the sixth. I don't know. I like I like booking punk shows. I don't know. <laughs> That's, so you're a you're a chef. You love making food. I love you're, punk rock. You're a huge dork. You love punk rock. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, that's... I think that's that sums it up. Yeah. Awesome. Pretty much, I guess. I don't know. Is there anything you'd like to promote? Uh, December 7th? We're doing our second burger battle with 18th Street. Sweet. We did the first one at 18th Street. I heard there was some bullshit in what was going on. I, they rigged it. Uh, <laughs> They rigged, his burger was fucking good, like really good. But like, yeah, 
I feel like it was rigged. So <laughs> it's fine. Um, I had a ton of fun. I'll do it. I'll battle him there any day. Let's let's do it. But we're doing the second one at Franklin House. Nice. I don't know if, your home court. Yeah. I have control of the ingredients, you know, like it's my stuff. So it'll be a little better. Uh, have you met Chef Mike? Uh, so in passing, we're friends on Facebook. That's so he's, as far as it goes. he's a big dude. And I don't mean like big fat. He's a big dude. He's oh, like really? a, he's like a D one, like O lineman or something. He's like a huge guy. And my kitchen is way small. Oh, nice. And it's going to be hilarious. To <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shove him in the corner, but we don't work with more than three people back there ever. Cause like, our kitchen is the path to everything. So like to get anywhere, you have to walk through the line, which is any chef's nightmare. Yeah, so. for sure. There's a level of patience that goes with that. Oh yeah. He's going to lose his mind. It's going to be great. <laughs> like work with this dress, have fun. So, and that's December 7th, December 7th. Cool. That's something we should definitely put on our event stuff. We're starting uh, to launch. I want to say our website, Emily, who's uh who's now my, our website person. She's going to be doing, um, Tra- re- like rebranding our entire website so it's all about just promoting events locally cool. and like we don't want pancake breakfasts on there and shit yeah. so we're like we're trying to find like cool things so we'll definitely throw that on there. it's all about i always say like i want to keep franklin house cool even though i'm like the least cool person on earth i always want to be like you got to be doing stuff that's like that's cool that that's fucking happening you know like yeah otherwise so like maps analysis that was cool like hell yeah that was awesome i did direct hit the next week that was cool so I don't know if you saw any pictures from that, but it was wacky. <laughs> I didn't. Well, maybe. Was, what was it? What was I? What was I supposed to see? Uh, there's a picture of there's the picture that we uh, posted on our Facebook page, but there's like a dude like on another dude's shoulders, and like the whole crowd is filled. There's people crowd surfing. It was wacky. Badass. It was it was awesome. So that's fun. fun, man. We got good local bands that help make that happen. So well, we'll help promote any way we can, man. Uh. I really want to talk about my local bands because I love them. Lost Years, uh-huh. they're like my oldest local band that we book. What kind of music? They're they're punk rock. They're cool. They're from Gary. They've been doing it for like nine years at this point. Awesome. Uh, three of them work at Three Floyds, so they're they're good and drunk <laughs> most nice. of the time. They're great. Nice. They're awesome. Uh, Lights Over Bridgeport. They're now from Chicago, but they're originally from Hammond. Oh, cool. And they're cool as hell. The Region, which is named after the region, they're from. <laughs> Like three kids from Hobart, and they are awesome, badass. Like, like they're like the one that I, right now that I'm like, holy shit, they might be able to like make it. Really? <laughs> yeah, we got to get on that. I honestly man. think like <clears throat> they got the drive. Uh, there's a band from Crown Point that I love, Get By. So they're, I'll book them like every other day. I don't oh, care. Shit. I love them to death. So that's one thing I'd love to do, man. Is keep like giving love to local bands who are those, doing it originally. They're what I mean. They're the ones that are going to do work for you. Like I, I, we pay every band, like unless I distinctly tell them I'm not paying them. But like, like that's the thing. Like we pay the bands. We expect you to do a little bit of work and promoting, but not that much. And just come play music, have fun, like grow the scene, like grow that like community. Hell yeah! Like that's really important. I think music <clears throat> is like culturally important to like every place. So like having that hub be us, that's awesome. Super huge. I don't even know of another place that really promotes local music like that. I know Finnegan's Wake or 18, Finnegan's 18th Street, 18th Street, does, Street does a good job of it. it. They do. I'm trying to think of who else really. I, I want to give them plugs if they're doing it because it's an awesome thing. I really like bringing in bands that have no business playing there. And I'm like, 
that's always my thing. I, I want a band that I would pay to go see somewhere else free at Franklin House. Hell yeah. And I want that for the people because I want them to experience it. Like, yep. There's an energy. There's you know something special about that. So we had fresh hops at our Halloween party Friday, dude, and those guys are just killer. They're Every time I see them, they, talented. they just like keep getting better. It's crazy. Their their shit they haven't released yet is. I mean, that song "The Wolf," that's a that's a fucking jam, dude. I don't I, know. I remember the first time I saw them because I was like, I saw like the fiddle, like the violin get busted out, and I was like, what the fuck is happening like yeah i think they played with the diggity the first time they played but like oh nice like jam music isn't normally my thing they're like the energy is just crazy crazy yeah. stefan brings it yeah. every time dude and yeah. they were like it was like such an honor to have them play that and like that and that was one of those beautiful things that just came out of like organically yeah i know those guys they did a they did a vault session with us and they blew me away there because like i'm i love music and I just never really understood the scene here because everything I ever heard was cover bands. Yeah. And so it was like, there's, and to me, there was no scene. And then to kind of like dive a little bit, dig a little bit deeper, then you start realizing all these great bands are here. And it's like, now we got to... They just, never had a place to play. Never, man. Never. And it's, a, it's, it's an embarrassment. We should be embarrassed as a culture that that doesn't happen. I grew up uh, when I was 19, 18, 19. There was a venue right outside of the seasons. It was a coffee shop called Java Joe's. And it turned into the sanctuary, but there was like nationally touring bands coming through playing this tiny little, there was pop culture was right around the corner in Crown Point. Saw a band called Hit the Lights there. I saw, I saw a ton of bands play there. It was happening right there, like right, <laughs> like right around the corner. It's a, That's awesome. Like, these things were happening. They always get shut down because all ages venues especially get shut down because parents don't want their kids having sex in the parking lot. Yeah, I get it. It's happening. There's that place but, right here where Badistonis is or Badistonis, whatever, or Batistas. What is it called? Oh, Batistas. Actually, yeah. no, that's Chef Joe. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good dude. <laughs> I, I, mean, I haven't been down there yet. I want to try it out. But like, rad. that's an underground spot. Yeah. That would be like perfect for that kind of a venue. Yeah. You know? I've, I really want a comedy spot somewhere locally yeah. and like an actual club. And Have you been to one of our shows? I haven't, but I, it, it, I, I, I'm working on like actually getting out and doing those things a little more because I need to. <laughs> right on. Well, we do one at Crown Brewing, and we have it started off as something organic. We had someone here who was doing a lot of comedy, and then we were trying to help get her off because she was she's really talented. And then um, it's kind of like evolved into we've got these three guys that from the city. Uh, and and a girl who comes in and they do like a lineup of their stuff, yeah. and then they hire these like awesome headliners. Yeah. And dude, already like some of the headliners we've had play this place is like I've seen them on Comedy Central. Yeah. It's like it's great how quick it jumps, dude. I've seen. <clears throat> I went to Laporte for a show. They do uh, a, like a charity event every year, and they get pretty. Big. I saw Kyle Kinane there last year, and it was awesome. And it made me think like, why don't why isn't this happening more? Because mm -hmm. it's not actually that hard. It's not really that expensive. It's not like in the grand. Yeah, you got to pay out for some comedians. But like, I'm all in it for the party. Does that make sense? Like, yep. I always want the part. And if everyone's laughing and having a good time, it's a good party. Damn so. right. The one thing I wanted to make sure it didn't happen, and this is why, like, I was we were really blessed to have Crown Brewing kind of be a part of it, is that we take over that upstairs, <clears throat> and so there's no one just like there accidentally. Yeah. We sell tickets. They're very like cheap for yeah. for like I think just to get in is ten bucks, but like we we pack it, we sell it out every time. 
But the only thing we came into an issue with was the summer was just hard. Yeah. The summer is like... People don't want to be inside in the summer. No, they if don't. If I could throw the, the shows outside <laughs> during the summer, we'd kill it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take over sure. the patio. Just oh, that up. parking lot would be crazy. Because it's in done, the back. Well, we've done... The big events are a different thing. But like we have that side parking lot. <clears throat> we, we always joke that we're going to book Guar. And uh, it's like half joke. Like, I want it. But, <laughs> but I want it inside. But uh, like the summer is fickle. Because people want to be outside drinking beer outside. Oh, yeah. I want to be outside drinking Damn right, beer. man. Dude, that's my favorite, like my least, I love events. Yeah. I hate, I hate putting them on. It's, my girlfriend or my fiance gets super stressed out before me because I'm super stressed out. Yeah, man. Because I'm mm. like, I'm really worried about this event that like, realistically, I don't need to worry. Like if I did, I did all the work already. Like, why am I freaking out like night of, but. It's you just know, a, it's I don't, hard to explain. I don't really book too many in the summer now because I do, I have a annual birthday show I throw and I just book my friend's bands to play. Oh, and, that's then cool. I, and then I don't care who shows up at that one. I don't, <laughs> I'm going to have a good time. So my friends will be there. It'll be fun. Uh, actually, and real quick, I'm actually working on our first comedy show at Franklin house. And you said random people walking in is my biggest concern. But it's also like, I want to see it happen. Okay. That makes sense. <clears throat> well, I'm trying to think uh, how to, if there's any kind of advice I can give you, but I don't think there is. I mean, I'm, I don't. I've never tried to do it. I, I'm there's one comedian uh, that we're gonna book. It's uh, my my buddy who was on America's Got Talent, Ryan Nee Miller. Uh, he's he's the one. I'm like, I want you to do it, and then I was like, we'll just get other comedians of your tier and just throw like a big giant like just let's book three comedians that shouldn't even be here yeah and for sure. make it happen because mm. to me if a comedian's good enough they can handle any of that shit like some of the i mean we book punk shows at a bar where the girl's bathroom is like right next to the stage so like we're already used to like doing things that shouldn't happen like <laughs> Like they got to get through. Sometimes there's people crowd serving and you got to get through that. But and those bathrooms are very big. either. The so girls bathrooms. We have like the nicest like women's restroom. Like really? People, I've never like been it's in. covered in graffiti like half the time and we have to repaint it. And like eventually like usually the graffiti starts off like really positive. It's like you go girl. And like it's awesome. <laughs> and it's like really uplifting. And then it just gets hateful. Like after like six weeks then you got to paint over it. But that's awesome. The girls bathrooms like huge oh really yeah it's like super nice it's all... it wouldn't have expected it because i don't think the guy's bathroom is very big is it guy's bathroom doesn't need to be big no it just needs to be quick yeah we have the the keg urinals they're fancy so <laughs> those keg urinals are expensive those are custom made really they yeah. look cool yeah i love that when we were picking it out that we picked in hazard bush kegs and we were like this might piss off the bud reps and like the miller reps were all like that's awesome and the bud reps were like that's awesome and i was like <laughs> none of you care like <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Thanks for coming on. Hey. Appreciate it. Um, until next time, where can they where can they catch you? Franklin House on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Franklin House on everything. <clears throat> uh, please don't follow me. Uh, <laughs> it's a horrible follow. Care. It's a horrible yeah, follow. Do yourself a favor and do not follow him. Yeah, it's just going to be nothing but things you don't want to see. <laughs> uh, no, the, the Franklin House page. It's on Instagram, Facebook, all the things. Sean Ewing runs all that. You'll you'll notice when I post something, it just sounds like I wrote it. So, like it's in just my voice. Anger. Yeah, not really. Just annoyance. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, and then like I said, we got some events coming up: the Burger Battle, Black Wednesday, some ramen stuff. Cool. Just follow that page; you'll see some things. I post teasers on local food groups. I post hints. That's a, that's you got to drum up your base. You got to you got to get right, them, man. You got to get them wanting. What's the local food groups you're into? Uh, there's the big one. I'm actually a moderator of it now, which is conflict of interest to me. But uh, it's like the NWI food finds of it's like food finds of NWI Chicagoland and Michigan. Oh, cool! But it's like food it. finds, F -O, oh. like food spelled food, and it's came from another group pretty much. Like from the ashes of one rose another, and there's like three thousand people, and it's awesome. no guff. No complaining, no reviewing, no whining. All right, you could go whine everywhere else. All That's right, cool. That's cool. <laughs> Can't whine there. All right, just be happy. It's okay. Everyone loves whining. Everyone really likes complaining on the internet. They do, so. especially online. There's a uh, real quick. Mm. There's a uh, Penny Arcade. It's a web comic. It's based off of. It's like video game comic, but they have a theory called the Greater Internet Fuckwad Theory which is total anonymity plus an audience equals total fuckwad. And it literally holds true. Like it was like 14 years ago that this comic came out and I'd like, it's saved on my phone so I can just throw it at places. Cause like quit your whining and quit being a total asshole just because you have a keyboard and like a voice. At least Facebook made you put your name on it, but damn right. And it's insane that people just don't like, they will never say it to your face. Yeah. They will never say it to you. And if, and that should be like the common rule. If you're not going to say it to somebody, don't say it. Yeah. My man. All right, well, thanks for coming on. And then uh, we'll talk. <laughs>